This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Holotropic breathwork is based on the belief that each of us is guided by our own intrinsic wisdom and that the opportunity for healing past traumas of the physical and or emotional body or opportunities for opening a new doorway to creative flow lies within us, always available, as we become more aware of our natural ability to awaken our authentic selves and our highest potential. Journeying in this expanded state Our psyche allows select biographical, transpersonal, or mythological spiritual material from our internal landscape to float to the surface of our conscious mind. As we feel safely supported, we are more likely to give ourselves the space and permission to work with and integrate this material for deeper understanding. The term holotropic means moving toward wholeness. Valeria interviews Yulia Mesherer. She is a Russian-born, distinguished, Groff-certified holotropic breathwork facilitator dedicated to the transformative technique developed by Stan and Christina Groff. Her extensive qualifications include an MA degree in general psychology from Russia and an MA in transpersonal psychology from Sofia University. Yulia is certified in spiritual emergency support and dream studies and is a trained kundalini yoga teacher and therapist. As the visionary founder of Holotropic Space, Yulia's passion lies in facilitating holotropic states through breathwork and other complementary modalities. Her expertise extends to providing essential psychedelic integration and harm reduction support to those on their healing journey. Furthermore, Yulia proudly serves as a teacher and mentor in Groff Legacy Training U.S. program, Meet Yulia at holotropicspace.com. Here's the interview with Yulia Mesherer. In your own words, who is Yulia Mesherer? <laughs> Hopefully I got it right. Hi. <laughs> I am Yulia Mishurir, and I can describe myself in three terms. So first, I'm a psychonaut, someone who navigates realms of mind and consciousness. Um, this word psychonaut is a combination of psyche, meaning soul, and naut, uh, from Greek word, which means sailor. Um, so navigation through mind and consciousness is available for me through meditation, um, therapeutic psychedelic work, and of course, holotropic breath work. Um, 
Psychonauts usually um, have a purpose to gain insight into the nature of consciousness. Um, that's how we explore inner workings of the mind um, in order to achieve personal or spiritual growth. And uh, also I am a poet who integrates my inner emotional tsunami <laughs> through rhyme and metaphors since I was 10 years old. So um, it's interesting that my last name, um, uh, it's a Jewish name, old Jewish name, means a poet, a person who is singing truth um, by poems. And I have my book written, released in 2021, um, first book of poems, but unfortunately it's in Russian. Um, yeah, and few words someone asked, how can you write in Russian and never write in English? So mm. I wrote a really short thing about who I am. Drumming loud, here I am, early morning, folder spam. Little girl is going crazy. Writer writes about dancing in the wild. And third, but not last, I am facilitator of growth breathwork, guiding folks through uncharted lands of their unconscious mind uh, by creating safe um, supportive container, um, letting them uh, go into deep self-discovery. Yes. Wow. You said a lot there. How wonderful. This is, it's really beautiful to see the uncovering. A lot of times I don't even use the word discover, but uncovering of what we are and not even who we are. So I never heard about Grove's breathwork, holotropic breathwork. I never heard about this before. So this is the first time, but I'm familiar with, of course, breathwork and consciousness exploration. So how did you discover, how did holotropic breathwork found you, Julia? <laughs> it was a long, long time ago. When I was 14, I was a really sick child. And I met a person who teach us how to read faster. And one of the exercises, uh, it was a breath work. He probably heard about Stan Grove's work, but wasn't certified definitely. And I went through really profound but difficult experience, which really turned my life path. I have a little description how it was, but it's, it's kind of like a movie screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> so I would yeah. say just a few words that I found myself in a cosmic void, experiencing fear, hopelessness. But amidst that, I saw something which could save me. Uh, it was a hand with me flying around in nothingness with the same, same speed, so which I reach. And I came out having no understanding what just happened to me. So this experience set me to a quest to understand that. I um, pursued psychology in Russia, then moved to United States, and here discovered work on Stan Grove. It led me to my education and other chosen education in transpersonal psychology, because I think um, Transpersonal psychology um, techniques and methods really help others to find inner power for growth, love, compassion. Yes, mm. inner power. That's an interesting concept, isn't it? 
What would be the goal of inner power? Actually, what is inner power? How would you describe that, Yulia? Inner power, it's an interesting concept. I would rename it into inner healer. Mm, Yeah. We believe that through the growth studies, I believe that we all have inner healing mechanism in the psyche that brings us to attention and opportunity to relieving our unresolved issues and memories. In holotropic breathwork, we usually do not guide people through their experience, but following their inner healers, facilitating their process in a safe setting. So inner healer, it's our own guard, I would say, and connecting to it really gives us opportunity to be authentic and um, more aware. That's a big one, isn't it? To be authentic is another question that I usually ask. How authentic can we be in a sense of sharing the truth that we find? Because a lot of times we don't have too many people to talk about these things. <laughs> Deeper truths that we have found. How do you do that? that that's actually a good question for you. Um, you're asking how I'm... <laughs> How I'm trying to be, you know, it's the whole life is for me is a journey and involving personal growth and connection. And I just consciously learning how to be myself and give support to people with intention and compassion. So it's about responsibility, you know, healing yourself, finding your authentic self gives us permission to work with others. So we don't have this prism of our defenses or traumas. You know, we don't have uh, many triggers. We, we don't project on people when we work some, some altered states, for example. Yeah, so to be authentic, it's difficult and it's a path. Continuous, continuous path. Yeah, I never heard it that way as a path to connection, to happiness, to peace. So true. I I absolutely believe that. And it is an art too, isn't it, in a way. We need to be courageous to express what really it's here trying to be expressed. So with that in mind, I wanted to ask you a question about what do you have there on your website? So I read the, the homepage and you say, I strongly believe in the healing power of non-ordinary states of consciousness so how would you explain that, what those states are, non-ordinary? Let me tell you first what holotropic state, altered state means, because Stan Grove, who developed this method of self-discovery, holotropic breathwork, he is a researcher and psychiatrist from Prague. He was curious about different traditions and modalities. When people get into some trance using dance, using singing, using breathing, plant medicine, and he explored that there's a big healing potential in this non-ordinary states when we can um, reach hidden tendency, hidden patterns in our life and unfold and relieve some energy blockages there. So he started his exploration with LSD in early 60s and he found out that People go, when they go into, they call it experimental psychosis, 
uncover uh, so many different things which was hidden in their psyche and relieving this in a situation when person supported and taken care of could really change the way of viewing the world. It could change many things for the person who is trying to find out answers inside, not relying on others when he's not relying on wealth and happiness to outside the world. Mm, Yes. So in a way, these non-ordinary states of consciousness, they show us something that is obvious, but we are not able to rationalize them and and kind of understand them in a logical way. So that makes a lot of sense to me. From my experience doing different things, I have not done psychedelics intentionally, but I have been, that was given to me when I was doing meditation in France and that, and opened up a lot, although it was not voluntary, you know, it was not I didn't set an intention in all that, but it made me see so many things that I was not, I had actually intuitively, I knew that they, that that was true, but it's almost like we need the experience of that. So it's very interesting to know that not only psychedelics, which is very known, psilocybin, LSD, that they can do that for us, but also holotropic breath work that I did know. So that's really great news. Because most people are actually afraid of taking psychedelics. So that's a beautiful invitation, isn't it, William? Yeah, and it's an um, absolutely safe um, method to get into this uh, realm of unconscious material. Uh, but through the research with psychedelics, Stan Grove, during like 40 or 50 years of his work, discovered that person in altered state of consciousness start breathing deeper and faster, connecting inhalation and exhalation. When psychedelics were forbidden and nobody would research it anymore, he started using just the breath in a safe setting. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. get into this state easily without any side effects, you know, mm, and yeah. here is breathing. It's a vehicle which you are as a driver, drives mm. you into this holotropic state when the healing is available. Yes. I did see, you have some on your website, I believe, with the materials that you sent me. I think that mentioned that it's not for everyone. So it's very similar with psychedelics, actually. So talk to me about who should not try, who um, this holotropic breath work is not good for. Mm-hmm. There is contraindications which we carefully check before every participant enroll into our session. And this technique can evoke intense physical and emotional changes. And there is like specific criteria um, we advise against participation if people have some cardiovascular diseases, heart attacks, blood pressure, uh, glaucoma, retinal detachment, injury, surgeries, any conditions that requires to take medication, um, like severe, severe um, 
panic attacks or psychosis, seizures, mental illness, and we actually suggest not to do it when person is pregnant or breastfeeding. Yeah, so we need to understand that it's not, uh, this method, it's not something you can use instead of therapy or like you cannot just take away your medicine you were prescribed for years and go breathe and change your life forever. Uh, Um, Yeah, but but sometimes, you know, many people who um, come here um, and sometimes we work in person because it's difficult for the person to be in a group, uh, we work together with uh, their therapists and uh, if they do not have... um, acute uh, symptoms in this moment. We can try slowly using their own breath to see how it unfolds for them. But definitely it's not a good thing for acute nervous breaks and spiritual emergencies. You know, when people, people cannot function because the realm of the psyche is too expanded and they just cannot stay here and there in the physical realm. It could be quite dangerous. That's very clear the way you stated all that. Yeah, that's important to know. I wanted to ask you a question about psychology, healing the contents of the mind and then uh, spirituality. On your website, you say, my philosophy is based on the belief that all human beings are spiritual beings in the first place. Our souls are all connected to something bigger than ourselves. And one of the greatest purpose of our life on the earth is to recognize this connection. And your mission also says that is to bring spiritual education to your community and support people on their way to self-discovery. Mm-hmm. So your philosophy and the mission on your website, you mentioned the word spiritual and spirituality or refers to that. So what is the connection or do you actually see a separation between psychology and spirituality? As personal psychology, uh, Stan Grof was the one of the founders, actually sees the way of development of the psyche, uh, not only on a... Um, physical, biological way, right? But uh, it takes spirituality as a main domain for uh, development. So spirituality is the conscious movement of uh, individual towards self-realization and actually um, ego transcendence, you know, something, something, something behind um, our own ego. And um, I love the quote of, I forgot the name of it. I'm very bad with names. I'm sorry. Me but too. We, are <laughs> not, <laughs> we are not uh, human beings having spiritual experience, but we are spiritual beings having human experience, you know. And um, so uh, for us, um, it's a travel to deepest points of ourselves. Uh, this introspection about what is there, what's the unconscious reactions we have, what's the motif led us to be and behave as particular way. But 
most important thing for me that spiritual path is a path of taking responsibility for or, or, or your own healing. Because healing ourselves, we are not us, but next generation. We are liberating ourselves from traumatic experience from the past. So we can we can we can we can, we can express love and forgiveness and um, compassion to each other. Yes, beautifully said. Right. So our healing, it's our responsibility. One, of course, is a choice. And for so long, I was not able to see that, although intellectually I was not able to see that it was a choice. So I was dwelling a lot in the past and in traumas from the past myself. But then I noticed that there's something interesting about the organism, right? The body, it, it just, when it's not well, when it's not balanced, it keeps looking, searching for ways to be balanced. It's like nature mm-hmm. itself. It's always searching for balance and harmony. We can trust that, right, Yulia, in a way that it, healing is something that it happens naturally because nature is always searching to find harmony again. And we are nature of human beings. We are part of this the natural world. Exactly, Valeria. Now you're just describing inner healing mechanism, which we are not at the way when we connected to it and let it out, let it bring us whatever we need to express, movement, dancing, sound, Mm. you know, just listening to us, to ourselves and trust this inner power, which brings us towards wholeness. Mm, yes, yeah. I love the meaning of holotropic, moving toward wholeness. You mentioned that before, I believe, off record and on record, and I read it, of course. That is just incredible. So the idea of wholeness, for most people, it's an abstract one. Or it was for me, I guess I'm, I'm taking that as a reference, my own experience. So I didn't understand what that meant. In the case to be spiritual, I didn't know what the ego, and when I heard that a lot, you know, we are supposed to, how are we supposed to live here to, to express, you know, life itself without the ego? Is that possible? And then mm-hmm. also the idea of wholeness. So talk to me about, yeah, maybe that question first, since I mentioned it, the ego. What is the ego to you, Yulia? Ego, I guess it's I concept, right? When it describes my needs it's a essence and we cannot <laughs> uh, mm. when people mm. talk about ego death it's really mm. confusing because yeah. without ego you cannot survive i mean it's it, the ego what makes you who you are and um but just ego have many um many power from from outside, from suppressed emotions, from outer world, and it's changing and it's influenced by it and trying to build defenses and trying Mm, to close up, you know, to survive, which is, so it's like natural instinct. But we are the humans, right? And ego transforming our whole life. So we are talking when we're talking about ego death, we are letting go and trusting our inner healer, and mm. we let go of mm. something which do, do not serve us anymore. Mm. Yeah. And there is a new ego uh, is born without previous 
uh, wounds or defenses. And this ego is ready to connect to other people. It doesn't need these defenses. It's ready to move and shy and do their best, I guess. Mm. Yes, right. There is something that happens in the realm of fear, right? Of feeling separated from life itself, seeing everything as something else and something to be aware of or to be afraid of. So I really connect the ego to fear. It's always, as you said, defensive. It's always about protection and survival, of course. And when we think, when you just mentioned survival, that's an interesting idea too, because we are spiritual beings, right? Having a human experience. So we, by that understanding alone, we shouldn't be afraid of death, of any kind of death, the physical death or the ego death, because we are spiritual beings in the first place. So that sometimes comes as a contradiction because at the same time you want to protect the body, don't want to be around, you know, in dangerous situations or around dangerous people in the sense of uh, harmful people. That's an interesting concept, but I see fear is opposite of life, not even death. Because mm. death is a journey itself, mm. which yeah. we can prepare for. Because everybody knows that life ends. And uh, the knowledge of it gives us permission to live each day as, as the last one, right? So, but when we um, collapsed and uh, tensed by fear, uh, which is really powerful emotion, that emotion limits and hinders the richness of our existence. And uh, the death, the death itself, it's a um, beautiful journey because if there is no death, there is no life. Wow, beautifully said, uh, Yulia. Yes, yes, a billion times to that truth. So yeah, it limits us to experience life fully, right? To be present, especially being present. That's a big one, isn't it? Most of us are dwelling in the past, you know, in the realm of the mind, past, future, and we are never really here in the here now. Although I don't see the here now as a space or time, something that's fixed, but there's something about being present. You see, present is, feels better than in the moment because then replies time. And I know that the spirit lives in the timeless. There's no time there. So... This is another conversation, I would say, right, about the idea of time, <laughs> <laughs> the concept of time too. So there's something else that caught my attention within the holotropic breath work. It says it is believed to have healing potential for several reasons. And then you, you just kind of outlined all of them. So one is to access the subconscious mind and then to alter perception of time, release of emotional and physical tension, Tarsis and emotional release, the integration of fragmented aspects, heightened awareness and insights, spiritual and transcendent experiences, access to inner wisdom and brain activity chains. There's something that caught my attention. Yes. Do you see the subconscious mind being the same as the unconscious mind, Yulia? You know, the conscious mind is the mind where we operate. And unconsciousness holds so much stuff which we cannot hold together in the particular moment. But there is the place when 
everything's right down, you know, any emotion, any a, anything. And those techniques, meditations and breath work, some dances, yoga, dream work, uh, when it becomes a practice, it helps you to really find out those hidden pieces of your experience and clear them, you know, like acknowledge and let them go. Do not hold on them. That's what we have to do. Like, you know, the washing our faces and brushing our teeth. We have to clean our psyche and we have to do this consciously. And when it's cleared, you can have this awareness you have the, can have this presence when each moment is meaningful mm, when mm, each moment yeah. it gives you feeling of that your life wow i love that <laughs> wow that's beautifully said and very insightful right so we find actually the non-ordinary in the ordinary in a way that's when presence arises, right, Yulia? When everything becomes actually non-ordinary, <laughs> in a way, all experiences. It resonates true to me. One of the, the aspects of altered states of consciousness that I have experienced, and it kind of guides my actions and my thoughts, the way I relate to people and everything I do, is the, it's the knowledge that everything is interconnected, is the knowledge that the essence, the substance of existence is one, it's not two. So that is a, a principle of non-duality teachings, which I am a student of Vedanta. But it's it's really something that it's very intellectual and, you know, it's knowledge-based and not easy to kind of bring it into the body and, and kind of experience that from moment to moment. But that really stays with me, something that never leaves me, this knowledge, this, this felt understanding that everything is connected. And in, even worse than that, that everything is shared, everything is one in a sense of having one essence, one absolute reality. That really changed everything for me incredibly, incredibly. Yeah, it made, made a huge difference. And I guess with that in mind, is that um, if everyone could have a glimpse into that, you know, truth, doing the work that you're suggesting, your beautiful work with the holotropic breath work or any other means, then that this reality, the relative reality, would be very different, I believe, Yulia. Very different. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> conception of God. My son gave me when he was six years yeah, old. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he yes. said, he said that, mm. Mom, don't you know that we all have like part of God inside of us and it's always there and it's located in the heart. He put his little palm on the heart center. And if you don't know what to do, you have to quietly listen to your heart mm. and you you will feel if it's correct what you're doing or not. Mm, wow. <laughs> and I think I think this explanation wow. of God uh, for <laughs> me became the most <laughs> mm, <laughs> most yes. beautiful one. Think about interconnection. Um, during holotropic states, we can explore not only our own biographical material, the um, like 
classical psychology and psychiatry uh, say that um, everything that happened since we um, alive, since we got through birth and uh, since we, we were born. Uh, so everything um, affects to our uh, behavior. But Stan Grove actually expanded cartography of the psyche and described how our psyche forms during the period when we are in the womb. And uh, so the psyche goes through four stages of development there. And it correlates uh, to particular stage of birth. So we, during this experience, we can get into this state, which calls, uh, which we call a perinatal. Oh, yes. And yeah. It's very difficult, difficult to, to verbalize, but we can explore memories and insights and sensation of the fetus while we were inside. But even more, during this experience of breath work, we could connect to the uh, collective unconscious. We can travel, and that's how you understand this unity of the consciousness, right? So you can really explore being, I don't know, an eagle or a mm. rainbow around mm. the earth. So you can feel like, like and it's, it sounds weird, <laughs> but when you feel it, explosion mm. of the planet and you're the planet going through the galaxy, mm. you kind of start to believe about this connection. Mm. Yes, right. So it takes the an experience, which is not an ordinary one, right? It's not a day-to-day experience that we, most people have. Yes. In working with the breath, I just talked to somebody yesterday about that. Anna, her name? And we were talking about briefly about how She said the the breath, breath bridges the, not just the unconscious and the conscious and unconscious, but all worlds. It connects everything. So it's, it dwells in all worlds, not just the physical world. So the breath is the key, is the bridge. She, she mentioned, she talked that way yesterday. Mm -hmm. Ah, Yes. That's interesting that we are having this conversation today about breath work. Thank you so much, Yulia, for doing what you do, for being open to life, as I said, off record, to this point of searching for healing within your own being and then passing the good news on and, you know, getting involved in really getting this out there. So more people are invited to do the same. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. And um, yeah, Breath is our shortest way to get into this connection with inner healer power and with the support and in a safe setting, we can um, safely explore our deepest corners of our psyche and learn from it. Right. Yes. Yes. And you also train others to become facilitators of this method, holotropic breathwork? No, I don't train uh, them here. I uh, mostly do uh, workshops, but there is a specific training, uh, growth legacy training, and um, I can share information uh, how it could be um, 
learned about. So, and this training is based on stand growth research in years of experiments of set and setting. But major component is this of this training is learning how to support people in non-ordinary states without interve- intervention into their own healing process. Yeah, I I uh, have apprentices from the major training. Training goes not less than two years usually because uh, to become facilitator, you need to go through your own practice. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so I have I have trainees who is helping me, um, and it's mandatory for them to experience some work with other facilitators. I also um, have a consultation for um, integ- integration after breath work, or I can give consultation to the trainees. Um, they have mandatory mentoring hours to go through. Uh, but I'm open for all the public um, who wants to talk about their um, breath work or other deep work experience. Mm, wonderful. So I'll have your website on the podcast profile. They'll be there. So anyone who is interested in to learn more or to get in touch with you, they will know how to find you. So I want to mention the services too that you offer. I saw that on your website. So training programs, spiritual emergency support, individual sessions and workshops too throughout the year. So that's wonderful to know. So Yulia, before we say goodbye for today, is there anything that you left unsaid? Anything you'd like to share? Anything else? Yeah, just just breathe, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a big one. Right? Um, I, <laughs> Be cautious. I, I, I remember yeah. a quote, my favorite quote by Yogi Bhajan. He's saying that every human was born with the right to be happy, healthy, and holy. Mm. So yeah. we have to explore the right. And um, another thing I would remind people, it's always easy to find things to be grateful for. Mm. Ah, Yes, yeah. Beautiful messages for all of us uh, to be reminded of too. Thank you so much for sharing wisdom, for doing what you do, for being open again to life. And I would love to meet you again, of course, Yulia. Today was a short period of time, right? We're speaking of time, the concept of time. But we'll we'll meet again. Thank you so much again for your presence. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Valerie. Thank Thank you. you. Bye for now, Yumi. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Yulia Mesherer and her work, please visit holotropicspace.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.